2: Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
4: Dana Parks on the way an hour from right now. All right, coming up here in a couple of minutes, uh, Travis Kelsey has filed for five trademarks related to his name. There were a couple of these that um, there were some questions about people were unfamiliar with, so we grabbed the audio of this. Uh, We'll get to that here in a couple of minutes. But first, we go to New Jersey. New Jersey. You'll see where this will get us as we get closer to Travis Kelsey here, Uh, because he used taxpayer money for nearly $12,000 worth of food and drinks at MetLife Stadium, including a Taylor Swift concert.
1: He being New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy, who is in more than a little bit of trouble over this. There are groups now that are demanding that the state Democratic Party reimburse taxpayers for the entertainment expenses. Now, it should be noted for the record here, Phil Murphy, even before he was governor of New Jersey, is Mm -hmm. a billionaire Mm -hmm. and had taxpayer money fund his trip to the Taylor Swift concert.
4: (laughs) I mean, of that $12,000, that Taylor Swift concert was, you know, could have been half of that, given how expensive (laughs) those tickets are. That is true. But yes, he easily could have bought 20 tickets with no problem whatsoever.
1: Yeah, for that, I, and apparently this is a this is a long-standing uh, pattern of behavior amongst New Jersey governors because Politico goes on to say that Murphy's use of his expense account has not attracted attention since he took office in 2018, but Chris Christie, his predecessor, found himself under scrutiny by the media for similar spending and had the Republican state committee reimburse the state more than eighty-two thousand dollars. Now, Chris Christie was a three-term governor of New Jersey? I I think it was at least two. So he was in office a lot longer. Uh, Murphy's only been in for a couple of years. So, yeah, he had a paltry $12,000 worth of state money that now uh, the governor's office says it's asking the state Democratic Party to reimburse taxpayers for. Here's an idea. Why don't you just let campaign money be campaign money? Let taxpayer money go to things that, oh, I don't know, the state might need funded and pay for your own tickets to go see Taylor Swift.
4: Uh, the governor's annual salary in New Jersey is $175,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also then gets the $95,000 a year expense account on top of that. And like you said, uh, the D, the state committee was expected to cover the stadium costs but did not
1: yeah now that governor's expense account th- there are rules as to what you're supposed to do that's why Chris Christie yeah. got in trouble this is why he got in trouble that's supposed to be for you know uh if if you have a junket where you're going out promoting New Jersey products and services and things like that in other states that that's there. To reimburse your travel expenses and things Mm -hmm. like that because you're doing state business, even though you're not in state. It's not for you to go see a Taylor Swift concert.
4: Uh, In the past, the things that he used the money for that did not get him in trouble, things like official state gifts, like cufflinks and $100 custom plates, uh, catering for receptions he's hosted typically at the governor's mansion. That all makes sense. That's part of the job.
1: Exactly, because usually you're giving those gifts like those sets of cufflinks out to people who are business leaders to try to get Mm -hmm. them to open uh, a satellite office in your state or something along those lines, or hosting a, it wouldn't be a state dinner, but a uh, dinner at the governor's mansion for that kind of thing. You're trying to do the business of the people of the state by promoting more business and making things better, you know, generating more tax money.
4: Why does extra guacamole cost $45 at MetLife Stadium?
1: <laughs> uh yeah, I I don't know. According to the article, yeah, he went to see Cardi B and Meek Mill. Uh, some invoices show specific line items for the snacks at MetLife Stadium. The Jets versus Cowboys game included 95 $90 for Aquafina, not the actress, the the actual drink, and $45 for extra guacamole. Um I would have to assume that was in a luxury suite and probably for the entire suite, not just him. One would hope, yes.
4: Um, $936 just for snacks (laughs) during the Taylor Swift concert in 2018, not recently. Uh Uh-huh. Boy, that's the breakdown I want more. I want to know how you get to $936 in snacks
1: at a concert. And how many people are we talking about? How many people did you pay for those $936 in snacks? I hope it wasn't just him yes
4: thank you politico for doing the deep dive on the uh, on the records there on how much the guacamole costs all right speaking of taylor swift uh travis kelsey in ohio has filed for five trademarks uh related to things that he is involved in a couple of these we knew about already a couple of these i i didn't know about but he has trademarked his name um flight 87 which is of course he's number 87 uh Trav which is if you follow him on Instagram, that's what he uses on Instagram. Kelsey's crunch. I missed the story about him coming out with cereal?
1: Yeah, I didn't know that was coming either, but he's I mean he's in good company there. Just about every top-level NFL player has his own cereal.
4: What's not on here is the Isn't he doing a line of barbecue?
1: Oh meals? yeah, I think so. Yes.
4: I've Walmart in my head. That might not be right, but I know the barbecue meals is correct. This was the one that people didn't know uh, that we're gonna play you. A, somebody's put together a compilation of this one.
2: I don't know what I'm saying. No, what are you saying? All right now, that's
0: what I'm saying. <laughs> right
2: all um, right now. All right
3: now.
0: All right now. All right now. All right now. I mean, all right now. Not right
5: I don't not now. care. All right now. Not that's right the, the matter, baby. All so right keep an now. Eye
1: out. Pretty <laughs> okay that's we from get that it. podcast so apparently it's all right now
4: uh, for those who are wondering how it's spelled or what he's actually saying it's all right nah n-a-h is what he has gotten trademarked yep
1: why ohio i don't know that's that's an excellent question um what i'm curious about is that's where he's from oh oh okay yeah, yeah. They, they they're from ohio hometown they Got went it. to cincinnati okay um. Yeah, he wants to sell, Yeah, like you said, T-shirts, bobbleheads, socks, hoodies, jerseys, cereal, all of this stuff. So he's trademarking everything, which makes sense. I don't know if he's going to have um, a real easy time of it with something like, all right, now. I mean, that's mm-hmm. kind of generic. I'm curious, though, about the Flight 87 thing. I mean, what if you're an airline and you have a Flight 87? Can you not call it that anymore? What I suspect in that case
4: is that it is... With an airline, it is flight number
1: 87. Uh, okay.
4: I don't know that for sure, but usually if you book tickets, it says flight number
1: 87. But it's a good question. Or it may be restricted to uh, use to promote, you know, to put on T-shirts or things like that. um, So that, yeah, he's just trying to protect himself. Name, image, and likeness, though, seems like it would cover most of that.
4: Mm Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah. Oh, yeah. The barbecue meals are at Walmart. I did not make that up under the brand Travis Kelsey's Kitchen. Oh, he known for cooking.
1: Uh, he will be. now. he does.
4: OK. At least cooking barbecue. So um, what I'm interested in, allow me half a half a moment of gossip here, is that there is there are no stories that have come out about what uh, the Kelsey clan did for Halloween last night. And I'm shocked at that. Seems like something TMZ would know everything about. Yeah, but there are zero stories coming out of of his estate or what they did.
1: Was there a party? Was there an appearance yes. at a party? What? Is, well, I mean, we were making the joke yesterday that you know how many people were going to go around last night dressed as Travis and Taylor. Mm-hmm. So if you're Travis and Taylor, what do you go out dressed as? Is that going to be Barbenheimer? I mean, seems like that's the only other option for you.
4: Patrick Mahomes went out as a golfer. Those pictures are really cute. Brittany Mahomes put those up on, on Instagram. Yep. He was a golfer. Sterling was the caddy. I don't know what the baby went as, but that was, that was cute. Yeah. So, <laughs> And then next door, I sent this to you guys earlier. I'm on the, the Nextdoor app because, frankly, it's, it's good to know what's going on in my neighborhood. So, I, the internet is just dumb. I like it when people say, "Is you this noticed. a rumor? Am I just making this up?" To which I say, "I think you're making it up." But the rumor now is that Taylor Swift is going to buy part of the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh
1: lord. I mean, she's a billionaire now. Yeah. I mean, but, she would be able to pull it off, but uh, I uh, I don't I don't know if they're going to be eager to have her on the ownership team.
4: I mean, fine, but I I think she has other other interests. I mean so,
1: in the I, I, Chiefs. Look, I, I know nobody wants to hear this, and I'm in no way starting the rumor that it's even pending. It is not. And it would shock me if oh it boy. happened. Players get traded. <laughs> you know how long is this
4: contract here? Yeah. What do we have left on
1: uh, it? Uh boy. Yeah, I don't even know. But two it, years? It doesn't matter. It, it, Travis Kelsey's gonna be one of those guys that they're gonna do the same thing they did with Mahomes. Just lock him down forever. Yes.
4: Yeah, especially to keep that duo together. So, okay, we'll move on. All right, we'll take a break. Coming up here, uh, questions about how often you should shower. There was a study out about just, you should just wash your jeans by wearing them in the shower, I guess is the thing now. So we'll get into that. We also have the story about how much parents are paying to get their kids, their little, little kids ready for college. Get to all that coming up here in KMBZ. 913-586-7798 is the phone number here. Okay, so we have the surveys of how often as Americans, we shower. And then the experts have some mixed reactions to that about what you should be doing.
1: Yeah, um, we we need to seriously leave this for Scott Parks because uh, famously, <laughs> uh, he's he's talked endlessly about how he showers at least four times a day. And when it comes to showering, I mean, there's a real serious concern now about skin damage. That if you shower too often, I mean, obviously drying out your skin is going to be a big part of that. But, um, you know, soaps and detergents, the kind of stuff that we use on ourselves now, if you shower that often, your, your body's not built to do that. And it can cause skin damage that, you know, it can cause real issues.
4: Feel free to contribute to the conversation here about, especially if you're on an extreme of this. I don't know what um I think four times a day is perhaps one extreme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just a guess. Although I can imagine um if you shower once in the morning when you wake up, which a lot of people do to like get ready for the day. Mm-hmm. If you go to the gym, which I know he does, I could see you showering after the gym. And some people like to go to bed clean, and so they shower before bed. If you're out working in the yard or something, I could be there. I could see there
1: being a fourth time.
4: That's a lot of time. If I were to if I were to do that four times a day,
1: well, yeah, and and it makes you wonder. Okay, how many of those are what we would consider? Like, if if I'm in the shower, I'm 15 minutes in there at least. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh So you know, if you just like you mentioned with a workout, you get done with a workout, you step into the shower, rinse off real quick, maybe you know, run some shampoo through your hair, and it's tw- you know two minutes or three minutes worth. Mm-hmm. That that's, that's to me, not a shower, but yeah, if somebody showers that often during the day, that's what I'm guessing. A lot of those are, it's just a quick rinse. I'm going to say the
4: other extreme is every th- three days. Okay. That feels significant. That means that you are showering on Friday morning and you are not showering again over the weekend. Yeah, You are waiting until you go back. To, it means you're showering for work on Friday morning and you are not showering again until you go to work on Monday.
1: Oh, I don't know if think I can do that.
4: I think that's not the extreme. Yeah. Are there, oh, there are people that go longer than that.
1: Oh, I'm sure there are.
4: <laughs> On the regular. Yeah. Let's talk about it.
1: Um, But yeah, going, boy, going three days, uh, especially, at, you know, <laughs> this is going to sound <laughs> awful, but I'm going to say it anyway. As my hair gets a little bit longer. You know, that's the that's the place where I look in the mirror and go, oh, dude, you need a shower (laughs) to get in there. Uh, And if your hair is real short, you know, it doesn't tend to get gummed up that easy, you know, or as often uh, or as quickly, I guess I should say. But after. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to walk around greasy hair.
4: So it's funny for women. We I don't know what I don't know what the latest is about how long we're supposed to go. But women are basically told the less often you wash your hair, the better. Because of the oils and stuff like that. Okay. And so there are women that will go seven days. Now, they still shower, but they don't wash their hair yeah. for seven days. It apparently makes your hair last longer. I, I, I don't like that feeling.
1: No, I couldn't do that. If, if, I waited, if I waited more than three days, especially, like I said, with my hair a little longer like it is. It's not long, but, uh, you know, it's a little longer than just regular short cropped hair. If I waited three days between, it would look awful.
4: I cannot think of a time where I go more than every other day without showering. And that would have to be a unique, a pretty unique situation. Like, like my schedule went the way it didn't or like, you know, two days in a row of work and I didn't do anything the second day, Mm -hmm. you know, I just was at home all day that I could see. Um, but that's a function of like not having time. I, I can make the half hour. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and even, I mean, there are times when I'll I'll get the shower running, you know, to get the, the hot water going before, <laughs> you know, while I'm in there brushing my teeth or whatever, I'll get the, the water where I know it's going to be nice and hot, and I'll just stick my head in there and wash my hair real quick. You know, if it's that, yeah. if, if it's getting to that point, and I know, okay, well, I don't stink, so uh, I can get away with that, but I, I've at least got to get my hair clean.
4: Nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight. There's no right, right or wrong answer. Just curious. <laughs> and we're not
1: going to pick on you. We promise. No. Jim and Tofika, what have you got for us? What I got for you is stuff that
2: I learned in the hazmat training. That that stuff that's coated on your skin that your body secretes is actually a barrier for a lot of different diseases and stuff. And when you remove that barrier, you get an instant transmission deal to your skin. Into to your blood. So if you're too clean, you've lost your ability to repel all kinds of other stuff. So yes, there is a deal balancing of staying clean and uh, washing too much to where that you take it completely off and it stays off.
1: Yes. Oh, absolutely. And that's one of the things that they talk about in this is that you know, it's one thing to take off dead skin, you know, to exfoliate or whatever they call that, but it's another thing when you're when you're getting down into the layers of skin that isn't quite there yet, you know, and you take that off along with those protective oils that you're talking about, and you're asking for problems like fungal infections, bacterial infections, all kinds of other stuff can happen if you do that too much.
2: And for the people who are doing all this washing to keep themselves healthy aren't
1: Doing, doing the right thing. You got it. Thank okay, you, Jim. Yep, you, you do the same. Yeah, they also talk a little bit about what you should shower with. Mm-hmm. And I thought this was interesting. It said uh, they talked with uh, Rachel Gallo, who is an esthetician and chief operating officer of Silver Mirror Facial Bar. And she said during hotter months, during the summer months, use a gel or foam-based cleanser to help with the excessive heat and dead skin, but in colder months, switch to a cream cleanser, and add one with a milk base for extra hydration. Yeah, there is nothing th- that I hate more than when it gets into the like the real deep winter months, late January, early February, and you're just your lips are chapped and your skin mm-hmm. is just dry, and it's like oh man, it doesn't matter. We even have a humidifier built into the heater. Mm-hmm. It does a little, but it's not like summer. It's
4: funny that you say that because mine are, I don't know, it hasn't been especially dry, but my lips are like peeling. Yeah. It's it's so bad right now. Um, a couple of you have asked, what if you never go anywhere? Um, like moms that are home all the time. I just think in living your life every day, there's a certain amount of sweat
1: and just things that get on your skin. Yeah, your skin, there's, you have oil glands. You have sebaceous glands in your skin that, that produce oil. So if you don't want to walk around feeling oily, I mean, you got to do something about it.
4: It's funny when you t- when you talked about everything you're supposed to wash with based on the season. My head starts to spin. There is no <laughs> way I'm switching out. Maybe I'm just lower maintenance about that. There is no way I'm having a winter set of stuff oh. and a summer set of stuff. Oh
1: no, 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 I I totally agree. Yeah, I'm I'm not one who's going to keep up on that part of it either. I'm uh, we, we do have a place that we buy our soap from specifically because Jen and I both really like it. But okay. uh, but it's not, I mean, I use the same soap all year round. The one thing, though, uh, right before I had surgery, they, they wanted, they, they, they gave me this special thing. The foam cleanser is what reminded me of this. They gave me this thing that's a, a heavy-duty antibacterial, and it's a foam cleanser. And they said for the week before the surgery, shower every day and use this. Just to, okay. you know, to keep, because if you're going into surgery, if they're cutting your skin open, you, know, <laughs> you they wanted to be as careful as possible. Um, and that stuff, I will say, yeah, I'm going to have to see if I can get some more of it because it, it really did the job. It cleans you well, but it also, it doesn't leave you feeling, you know, sometimes you, you soap up and you just still feel soap on you afterwards. Is
3: Even after you rinse. Oh, I don't
1: it's know. Expensive? Probably. I'll have to find out what it is. Not, I'll, I'll have to. I, I thought I you guys buy it? Oh, no, no. I haven't looked it up yet, but oh, I'm, okay. I'm thinking about trying to get some. Just, you know, not maybe um, not for every day, but just for every so often.
4: I care a lot more about what I'm putting on my skin after I get out of the shower. Um, and again, women, the number of products that we have to have or that we keep, I I fill a bathroom with it. But the one thing that I do every day that I like, again, I just like the way stuff still feel sometimes is I use vitamin C oil. On my face every day. Oh, okay. And I love it. It's it's not thick, but it stays. Like I can feel it a little bit in a really yeah. good way. I, I've just gotten the older I've gotten, the more I've gotten about like moisturizer and stuff like that for
1: after. You have a skincare shower. regime now. I hate
4: it. I don't like it. I'm not <laughs> high maintenance for it enough. I don't. I don't like the time. I don't like having to think about it. Yeah. So it's yes, it is. It is the vitamin C oil and moisturizer, and I'm done.
3: That works.
1: And that's it. So I just, I need something to shave with. It's going to be better than what I use. Shaving is <laughs> awful.
4: I know. We know that too.
1: We, yeah. We know. Oh, I, I know. Yeah. You've got mm-hmm. a lot more area to mm-hmm. shave than I do. But still, yeah, there's nothing like it, man. It's it's just awful. Rips your face up.
4: <laughs> I think it's funny. A lot of you are texting it, but no one will call because you don't want to admit <laughs> <laughs> to how seldom it really is. They it's leave okay. that to
1: us. Yeah. We're, we can live our lives on the air, but you don't have to.
4: Yes. All right. We'll take a break here. Uh, We'll be back in a couple of minutes on KMBZ.
3: let odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs advertise with odyssey visit ads.odyssey.com
4: so there's a study out that says uh about two out of three americans shower every day and experts say that's too often um especially if they're and i'm with you like i'm i'm in there 15 20 minutes with i mean the hotter i can get that water the happier i am
1: Oh, so. definitely, yeah. And it's just in and you know do what you need to do and then done and out.
4: 913-586-7798. How
1: about Rick and Liberty up next? Hello, Rick.
0: Hi there. You were talking about shaving, and I hate to shave as well, but the best stuff to use for shaving your face is Cremo. Have you ever seen that stuff?
1: Not that I know of.
0: It's called it's C-R-E-M-O. It's in like a tube. Okay. It's really, really slick. It's really, really good for shaving. A little almond-sized dollop on your on your fingertips, and it, it's, it's the best shaving cream I've ever used.
1: Okay, yeah, I'm looking at it online right now, and it doesn't look like it's terribly expensive either, not any more so than no, regular it, shaving cream would
0: like, be. Yeah, it's like six or seven bucks, but... Yeah. I mean, a tube of that stuff will last me yep. six months.
1: Okay. All right. I'll look into it. Thank That's you. Fantastic. Yep. All right. Appreciate all right. it, Rick. Yeah. My my son, um, there's that Dollar Shave Club thing, mm-hmm. and he did that yeah. for a while. Uh, it wasn't all that impressed with the razors, but he said their shave butter was outstanding. So he just started ordering that.
4: Who's the other big company that does that? Um, that does the razors. It's a and guy's stuff name, now. Harry's.
1: Harry's. Yes. Harry's. I Thank you. Use, I use Harry's and I think it's great. It, it, now not, are the not razors not good here. too? Yeah, the razors are good. Okay, they got good shampoo, they got good shaving cream, and then I use their razors. Yeah, awesome.
4: Yeah. Is that how frequently do they send? Is it once a month or what are they? Oh, I buy them from the, the store. I don't. I don't do oh
1: that subscription thing.
4: We've advertised on the air quite a bit in the past where they yep. do Dollar Shave Club has
1: their thing that they do where they send you stuff every month. But yeah, I just go buy the the stuff. For Harry's from the store, at a boy.
4: Somebody asked that we mention, and I cannot speak on this with authority, but I'll I'll say it on their behalf that um, ethnic, or if you are black and you have hair that is that texture that you're that you are told to wash it like every two weeks. Oh I mean, wow! Not okay, because of what can happen to it. I, if you can speak on that, I. Not an expert, so
1: but it's worth mentioning. <laughs> you really don't know all about that. I just, <laughs> it's not my. Ne- neither do I. It somehow <laughs> slipped past me over the years. Um, Zero credibility look, on that. And, and shaving, I know can uh, s- uh, on that same subject uh, because I had a friend who had a terrible problem with this, and he used to talk to me about it all the time. Is that uh, if, uh, for men who are African American that, that uh, shaving can be a real problem too because of the like the uh, what we call razor burn. Uh, mm-hmm. Where you get the bumps on we your know face and all too. that stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, that can be a much bigger problem for some black men. Uh, oh, really? So, okay. yeah, if there's something you use. Because that's not unknown to me, although, like I said, my my buddy had uh, a much bigger problem with it than I did.
4: Yeah, some of you I know because what you do for a living, you have to shower more often.
1: Yep. I, yeah. It's a medical field, I would imagine. Yeah. Yes. All right.
4: Thanks to everybody for getting here, learned a lot. Uh, okay, New York Post had this next story. I thought we were in a period of time now where because of student loan debt, we're putting a little less focus on a college education. There are some parents who say this is an investment. And when we read to you some of the cities that some of these people live in, this will start to make sense. <laughs> um, but there are some parents that say it is an investment to hire a private tutor for their little, little, little kids like one, two, three years old, so that they can be ready for college. What
1: a scam. (laughs) What a scam. I mean, look, I'm, I'm all about getting kids, you know, things like educational toys. You know, something that they can play with and have a good time and still kind of learn something along the way. I'm also very, very big on reading to your kids every oh, yeah. single night, starting when yep. they're way too young to be able to read because it will get them interested in it. And and so starting them off on that kind of thing is great. But are are you old enough, Jamie, to remember the Mozart effect? No. Okay. There was a big thing back yeah, probably you're you're old enough to remember, but you it wouldn't have meant anything to you at the time because of what your age would have been, but probably early nineties. There was this big focus on the Mozart effect, and it was you had to play Mozart for your for your babies as soon as they were born. Some yes. people were even putting headphones on their bellies while they were still pregnant because mm-hmm. kids who listened to Mozart grew up to have 20-point higher IQs, and it was bull. It was BS from word go. It was a way to sell a whole bunch of Mozart effect CDs is what it was, and it worked two grand a month for a for for a private tutor for a three-year-old you're throwing your money away and
4: what are you teaching them (laughs) um so here's what i will here's what i'll give them i don't think i i I think this is dumb i don't i think anything that kids need to know when they're that young to get them ready for school parents can do i don't think this needs to be an 85 five dollar session for 45 minutes i think parents have this knowledge but a couple things i will give them is that there's a lot of research behind if you want your child to learn a second language it is better to do that when they're learning their first language because their brains are just better equipped to learn languages when they're young yeah and so they'll, they'll just it'll be second nature to them so i i totally get if you want your kid to learn a second language and you don't know that second language or you're not good enough in it to teach it that's something you would do i mean at two or three or four when they're learning to talk i get that I also totally support, like you said, reading to your kids. But again, there's a lot of research behind the earlier you get those basics in their heads when they're young, the more they'll hold on to it. And so just the basics of math and the basics of reading and all of that. I don't think you need to pay a tutor, though. I I don't like the idea that this is in preparation for college. Yeah, I think it's just good to get the kids ready for life. Sure. But not for $2,000.
1: And you can do that if you're a parent who's involved. Um, and, and look, if you can't be, if, if both of you work or it's a single parenting situation where you have to work two jobs to make ends meet or whatever, I totally understand that. And and if you can do that on a on you know whatever your salary is and bring a tutor in maybe once a week just to have them go over some of the basics and things like that I mean if you can't carve out time to read your kid a bedtime story you need to do better time management mm-hmm. but if it's things like that and you want to I mean but it's just spending that kind of money two thousand dollars a week I mean it just that's that that seems Silly to me. And how much of an effect is it really going to show 20 years from now? I mean, are all these parents going to spend this incredible amount of money and then find out that their kids are going to have the same SAT scores as everybody else does?
4: Or don't want to go to college. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. There's your investment, mom and dad.
4: Yeah. I mean, good on you because your kids are smart and they're probably going to do better in elementary school. They're probably going to do better in school. I mean, you you know, I, I assume that to be true. But what if they don't want to go to college? Yeah. And, and they don't need to have a 1600 SAT.
1: And, and, and what like, OK, even if they do do better in school, what kind of difference aggregated are we talking about? Is it a difference between a C student and an A student or is it mm-hmm. a difference between a B plus student and an A student?
4: Here's a th- to somebody said somebody just said, crazy as it sounds, I read to my sons every day while pregnant. And I do think it gave them a better IQ. It didn't hurt anything. Right, for sure, it didn't hurt anything for them to hear the sound of your voice and and to be hearing it.
1: And that. it didn't cost you anything except whatever right. you spent on the kids' books, you know. Uh, but you can get those at the library too. And that's the thing: if if you're going to spend that kind of money on it, it had better be able to show significant returns.
4: So one of these tutors that does this, uh, she is a, I believe she's a former teacher. Yeah, um, Beth Goodman has a master's degree in education, did Teach for America, started offering private tutoring during lockdown, during COVID, and then there was such a demand for it that she quit her day job and now does this full-time, Grow with Beck, and she has three full-time employees. A number of families began receiving services in the pandemic. They wanted the same educational leg up for their young kids. Do do do. is this? Okay, so her typical tot session begins with a conversation about their day. Then we review a specific subject we've been focusing on. So if we're learning letters, I'll hide letter cutouts around the room and have them find each one. We'll play a board game or a card game or do a craft around numbers. Okay, that's not as bad to me. That's just play. Yes. That's just play with a
1: teaching component. Educational play, yeah, like we were talking about at the very beginning. That kind of thing is great because you can get the kids interested in having fun, and slide in a little bit of oh by the way here's something you're probably going to remember how to do because we did this
4: that's not as bad as it made it sound yep. now is that worth the amount of money that you're going to pay <laughs> i don't think so but if you've got it
1: yeah go for it really i mean you're, you're at least paying somebody's salary with it ashley in casey is up next to us hey ashley
2: Hey guys, I am an avid reader. I did read to my children in utero and when they were born, I just read them whatever I was reading because they don't understand the words.
1: <laughs> yeah, that too. And again, so, it's a great bonding thing.
2: Yeah, yeah, and now my older son is an avid reader just like I am. So, I love that. But, you know, people spend exorbitant amount of exorbitant amounts of money to try to make their children extraordinary. It baffles me because then you're going to spend all this money getting your kid into Ivy League and getting them the smarts and everything that they need. And then when they get to the Ivy League, are they really going to care and want to work as hard as they're going to have to to maintain that? Why put more stress on your child yeah. than just letting them be a regular average
1: kid. I Yeah, I, I love that angle on it, the idea that you're raising your own expectations of your kids to what may be an unreachable goal for them, yeah. and, and, and that's that's not fair to them or you.
2: No, and, you know, I understand everybody needs to learn about failure and everybody needs to have those experiences in life to be able to deal with them, but don't set your kid up To fail yeah don't set unattainable goals for them and make them feel devastated because they couldn't do what you wanted them to quit trying to live through your kids and realize your kids maybe not an albert einstein or maybe not a patrick mahomes or whatever
1: and remember that they are kids and you know kids are not little teeny adults they need to be kids sometimes
2: Yes, every kid should have the opportunity to go out and make mud pies and, (laughs) you know, do what kids do. Get outside, get dirty, get rough and tumble, and, you know, even have to have a couple of x-rays by the time you're 18. Heck, works
1: for me. <laughs> Love it. Mm-hmm. Ashley, thanks. Yeah, or or not that. I mean, d- whatever it is, you know, whether it's uh, having little tea parties in the backyard for all their dolls or, you know, g- g- doing the G.I. Joe thing down in the dirt and making mud pies. Whatever it is that lets them be a kid, let them do that.
4: We can keep going. Some of have thoughts on this. Uh, we can go to Sharon next up at Elise Summit.
1: Hi, Sharon. Hi. Hey there. What's on your mind?
5: Um, I have um, well, there's a not – my brain is not functioning real good right at the moment.
1: Here. You're right there with us. Um, yeah, thank a, you.
5: <laughs> there's a program called Parents as Teachers that is offered through most school districts in Missouri. And this was something that I did with my children who are now in their 30s and have children of their own. And they are doing that with their kids. So they come once a month to your home. They give you ideas of things you can do to uh, help your kids. They also give you activities that you can do that sound a lot like what that um, other organization you were talking about provides. So just a thought. Is there, I any,
1: is there a cost involved in that at all?
5: No, it is not. Wow. It's free. Okay. They come to your house, they spend about an hour, they go over benchmarks that your children should be reaching. Um, I currently have twin grandbabies that are going through this, and it's, um, it's really fun to see how they're progressing and learn things we can
1: help them Love it. with. So. Love it. Thank you, Sharon. Yeah, thanks for the advice on that. So, yeah, check with your school district, see if that's out there for you.
4: Yeah, a couple of you have texted in about that program, too, which I did not know existed. But that's, not every parent knows how to teach.
1: Mm-hmm. That's okay. Yeah, um, is, you know, somebody else just texted in, and it's one of those texts that got broken up into a million pieces, so it, it's kind of confusing to read while we're on here, but it mentioned the Baby Einstein thing, and the texter said it made a difference. He was reading, oh, here we go. That's where the that's where it ends and then goes it's on hard. to some other thing. But I'm, I'm assuming, oh, yeah, here we go. Uh, reading by the time he was two, at age five, he was reading on a third grade level. Yeah, I and that's the thing with a lot of those programs is that I think that whether it's Baby Einstein or whatever it is, that you can probably get kids to, to learn things earlier. Mm-hmm. And that's not a bad thing. Uh, you know, I don't think you're wrong for doing that. I would question again the expense versus the outcome. So uh, I was a very early reader, but um, I don't know that that made a difference. Like by the time I got to high school, did it make a difference that I could read the sports page at age two? No.
4: but what it might have done for you is it enabled you um to do better in school as the years went on. like because you were so good at that when you were five or whatever it was or four? yeah, you probably un- like your comprehension was probably better. So in grades that came immediately after that, you were probably just ahead of the game the whole time because you understood first grade better and second grade and built on that.
1: So. P- perhaps uh, yeah so like I said it, it it's just as long as you're not spending an incredible amount of money on something that may be or may not be you know the the kind of advantage that you're looking for, then yeah, I mean if if you're gonna if your worst sin is taking a chance on something to educate your kids better, <laughs> go <Yeah. laughs> do that yeah. absolutely.
4: all right, we'll take a break here. we got a couple Florida stories that we'll wrap with coming up next year in KMBZ. Wrapping up things here on uh, Wednesday. My goodness, uh, we'll turn this over to Dane and Parks who are coming up in just a few minutes. Still taking your calls. Uh, let's go to Jennifer in Kansas City. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. Hello. Hi there.
0: Well, um, how are you, folks? Um, Great. Go I was on. to mention that. Um, well, my folks both worked when I was young, and we moved quite a bit. Uh, East Coast west coast texas midwest anyway um i i did not read until i was made to um and it (laughs) um, my parents hired a babysitter uh besides watching us after work after school uh, and to make me read to the babysitter because i was so far behind and, um, actually took third grade over, but and then moved to Pennsylvania, and then we got back to Texas, and I was even farther behind uh, so it it was a good thing that you know I was made to read because by the time I got to Kansas, I was actually a, beyond uh the level in the seventh grade and um you know i it was more my personality i wanted to play outside and do fun stuff whereas my sister she was an avid reader from like four or five and i didn't start until i was like fifth sixth grade so ten eleven twelve
1: okay So but, uh, now, now I, yeah. Go ahead.
0: Me personally, I started my kids reading early, and even though both of them are good readers, one of them still struggles with math. Um, <laughs> you know.
1: Yeah, I, I think. Yeah. My my two kind of share that in common as well, that I have one who is extremely good uh, at math and another one who is, uh, yeah, he struggles with it a little bit. And yeah, I mean, they both were raised in the same house the same way. So you just never know. Yeah. Okay. All right. So. Good luck with it, Jennifer. Thank you.
4: Thanks, Jennifer. Right, bye. Take care. Appreciate you getting in. Thanks to everybody for getting in here. Sometimes I wish we had 20 more minutes.
1: Because? Not very often,
4: but occasionally I wish that at two o'clock we had 20 more minutes. Um, we may get in this into this tomorrow. Kansas City Star has the story. Uh, if you are having trouble with the paywall on the KC Star like I was, Yahoo News just picked it up. Story out about the Ugh. Shawnee city manager uh-huh. named Doug Gerber.
1: For a while anyway.
4: Um, I'll just read this to you for a second. Shawnee city leaders and employees are shocked, left wondering about the future, after some employees received an email containing an explicit video of their new city manager, and I'll just leave the verb out for a moment.
1: Pleasuring himself.
4: Yeah, that. Um, He did not personally send the video to employees, nor was it sent from the official city computer system. According to the Star, it was emailed to multiple city employees on September 29th by an anonymous third party, who said they wanted to reveal Gerber's online behavior?
1: Oh Star got
4: this through an open records act request.
1: Oh no. Okay. Uh th- there's a lot that could mean. And I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm not gonna read anything into that at this point. Yes. However, that could be very, very bad. I mean, it's it's not great, even just with what we know now. But if it's videos of him doing that in, say, a chat room environment, mm-hmm. that could be in many ways horrible.
4: Special meeting this afternoon, apparently, to talk yeah, about it. Yeah, imagine so. so. Dana Parks may talk more about this one. Uh, we will certainly talk more about it tomorrow. Everybody enjoy your day. We'll be back tomorrow here on KMBZ.
3: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears?